if you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to Proverbs chapter one, Proverbs chapter one. Uh, this morning, uh, like I said, this this whole series has the potential for impacting our lives in a, in a, in a major way. And this morning, I want us to begin with a question. Uh, it's one that you've probably been asked or even asked yourself, and that is this question. What do you want in life? What is it that you want in life? What do I want in life? What do you want in life? I've heard countless responses to that question through my years of ministry. I've been, I've been in ministry, gosh, almost 30 years, and in all my years of ministry, I'm sure I've asked that question dozens of times, and, and I've had a lot of different responses to it. In fact, the, the most common response has been, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. If you ask, um, you know, parents, you know, what do you want in life or what do you want for your kids or what? I just want to be happy. I just want my kids to be happy. But imagine, if you will, a target. Imagine a target, you know, the kind with the concentric circles and it's got the bullseye, you know, multiple layers. And the goal is to hit that center space, that, that center space that we call the bullseye. And what if I told you that your happiness is not the bullseye? What if I told you that your happiness is a good thing, but it's not the goal, that it's not, it's not the bullseye, it's not what we're after? And here's the problem with thinking that uh, happiness is the goal or the bullseye. Happiness is an outcome, not the goal. Happiness is an outcome, not the goal. The problem with viewing happiness as the goal is that when we miss the bullseye and we hit happiness, we experience happiness, we are content with no longer aiming for the bullseye. Uh, that's huge. I don't want you to miss that. In other words, if we think that all we need to do is just experience happiness, and happiness is not the bullseye, then when we hit happiness, we experience that, then we no longer need to pursue the bullseye, right? Because we're happy. I mean, we've experienced some level of contentment. We've experienced this level of happiness. So there's no reason for us to continue to pursue anything else, to no longer aim for the bullseye. So if the bullseye is not about happiness, let me give you a definition then of what I believe that bullseye living truly is according to the scriptures. Living life in such a way that God and his purposes are your highest priority. Living life in such a way that God and his purposes are your highest priority. So it's not simply saying that God is important to you or even saying that God is a priority on your list. We can say those things. We can say, you know, God's really important to me, but that doesn't make him the, the bullseye. It could just mean that he's somewhere around there. Uh, you can say God's on your priority list. What I'm suggesting is that he is supreme in your life, that God is supreme in your life, that his purposes are highest in priority for your life. So with that in mind, that is the backdrop. Let's look at our focal passage this morning. We're going to be in Proverbs chapter 1. And we're going to take an expositional look of Proverbs chapter 1, these first nine verses. And we're going to, we're going to look at what is it exactly 
that the Lord desires from us. If we're going to live a life uh, that is focused on God and his priorities, God and his purposes for our life. So let's look. Proverbs chapter 1, we're going to pick up at verse 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law or teaching of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Now this morning I want us to consider three reasons that we should pursue bullseye living that is pursuing God and his purposes for our life. The first one is this, key point number one, bullseye living begins with a proper perspective of the Lord. Bullseye living begins with a proper perspective of the Lord. Look back at verse seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fools despise wisdom and instruction. Uh, if you would, I want you to, I want you to consider this question. If I said next week, I'm going to give a million dollars to every single person who attends Grace Point Church for worship, do you think the attendance would go up next week? Now, I want you to consider that. I think if I were to make a statement like that, if I were to say, hey, everybody who attends next week gets a million dollars, I would, uh, I would say that, no, the attendance really would not go up. And here's why. I would say that the answer is no. And the reason that I would say no um, is because it's not real. And I think people would know that. I think people would, be, first of all, they would say, well, who is this guy and where is he going to get the million dollars from? When it's a hypothetical, you know, we can say, oh, yeah, people would come. You know, if, if it's a hypothetical, yeah, attendance would increase. But if it were a genuine offer and, and I was saying, hey, I'm really going to give a million dollars, then people are going to say, where's he going to get the million dollars for, for everybody? And they would dismiss it as not real. The reason that I believe most people never hit the bullseye is because they don't believe it's real. The reason that I think people would not return or people would not come to worship the following Sunday to get that million dollars is because they would go, there's some type of catch. They would say, ah, that it's not real. There's something else going on. Nobody is really going to give away a million dollars next Sunday. And it would be dismissed, and, and the attendance would, would go on as, as usual, right? And, and I don't think that it would increase. And the, re, the primary reason is because I don't think that people would think it's real. So if we don't pursue the bullseye, if we don't pursue bullseye living, that is living for God, where he, is, he and his purposes are our highest priority, I think the reason that we don't do that is because most of us 
have a poor perception of who the Lord is. We, ha we don't have a proper perspective of the Lord. We don't see who he is, and, and we don't really place 100% of our faith in that. And if we did, we would pursue that bullseye living. So they don't believe that it's real. They've settled for something less that makes them happy. So if you've settled for something less than the bullseye, it might be simply because you don't have a proper perspective of the Lord. John 10.10 10 says this, it says, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But I, this is Jesus speaking, have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Satan is a liar and a thief, and he wants to confuse you and keep you from having a proper perspective of the Lord. If we don't have a proper view of who the Lord is, then our walk is going to be hindered. If a child doesn't perceive, think of it this way, if a child doesn't perceive that a parent will follow through with the discipline, then you can expect that the child's behavior is going to be problematic. They're gonna they're gonna say, oh, mom and dad, they don't, you know, they're they're threatening it. They'll they'll threaten that they're gonna do this, or they'll they're they're gonna threaten to take that away, but I'll get it right back. They're gonna threaten to send me to the room, but it's only for a few minutes. And in other words, perception is reality. If they perceive that the parent's never gonna follow through on discipline, then you can expect the child's behavior to be problematic. So how can we make sure then that we have a proper perspective of the Lord? How do we make sure that, that we're seeing the Lord properly? Well, let's look back at our focal passage. Look at verses 8 and 9. It says, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Now, to be clear, these are the words of Solomon to his son. And when, we, when he says, hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the law of your mother, he's actually speaking of himself. He's learned the wisdom in seeking the Lord, and he wants the same for his son. So how do we make an application then of this passage? How do we bridge the gap between the application of Solomon's son and application for us? Well, since the terms son and father and mother are specific to Solomon and his posterity, then we should consider Solomon's primary point. And we'll, we'll unpack this a little bit more in, in key point three, but I want us to consider this. Look back at the passage. They will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck. Um, here's what I, I think that we, we sometimes wear, wear things the way, the way that we do because we think it makes us look good. We think, oh, that looks good. We look in the mirror and we go, hey, I like how that looks. And it looks good on me. And I want you to hear what, the, what, what Solomon is saying to his son. He's saying, listen, I want you to listen to my instruction and I don't want you to forsake the law of your mother because it's going to look good on you. In the same way that you look in a mirror and you look at an ornament on your head or chains about your neck, this is not like a dog chain, this is more like a necklace. The idea is that it's decorative, it looks good on you. And when we are obedient 
uh, to godly instruction, the scriptures are saying it looks good on you. So in other words, listen to those who love the Lord and want to teach you how to follow the Lord. And when you listen to that type of instruction, it looks good on you. It looks good on you. So listen to those who want to help you develop a proper perspective of the Lord. 